Let's see, do I have everything? Uh, mic, headphones, whiskey. All right, let's get started. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol. We are back with another episode of On the Nose. I'm your host, Joey Erringman, and with me today is the sidekick, Jim Palumbo. Happy to be here. Still don't like the name. I know you don't, but we're going to hang on to it. Uh, so, Jim, you know what my favorite whiskey is, right? I do. What is it? Your favorite go-to whiskey is Bushmills Red Bush. Usually, yeah, Red Bush. I love all the Bushmills line, but we're going to be talking about Bushmills today. Um, but jumping in, we are going to start off with our Whiskey of the Week. And what is that today, Jim? Our Whiskey of the Week is a lot of different whiskeys, all coincidentally... By Bushmills. Yeah, we've got four different Bushmills whiskeys that we're going to be trying today. But this one that I want to jump into is going to be the Bushmills original, just so that we can have a sip of whiskey before we get into the show. Sláinte? Sláinte? Sláinte. Oh, I didn't have the cling that I like. Yeah, it's these rocks glasses, man. Oh, that's delicious. God. It says smooth and mellow on the bottle, and it is smooth and mellow. Smooth and mellow. I almost palette. said yellow, but... I mean, smooth and mellow you wouldn't be wrong it that's fair it is it is kind of yellowy but yellowy that's oh, a weird uh, word amber amber <laughs> not that's not even a yellow yes, it is we've had this discussion before i thought amber, amber was a yellow. red did we have this conversation we have because oh. you just got you described guinness as amber and i said no it's ruby okay for those of you listening out there we realize guinness is a very dark black looking beer but just so you know there's, like, if you look at the bottom of it, there's a tint of red or ruby. Mm-hmm. Um, not amber. Yeah, we're not we're not saying that Guinness is red by any means, but i got to put that clarification in there. All right, Jim, we got to get into our whiskey Here's talk. All right. So uh, we're going to jump in with the history of Bushmills. It's got kind of an interesting history, as it is Ireland's oldest licensed distillery beginning in 1608. Well, that's not actually completely true. Oh, really? So the Bushmills, as we know it, uh, was not founded until 1784. The date of 1608 that they also print on their bottles was when, uh, for the best terminology I can think of, is when whiskey was originally being distilled in the city of Bushmills in Northern Ireland. Okay. Uh, it was started, it, there was another distillery owned by Sir Thomas Phillips, and he was granted a royal license by King James I to distill whiskey in the area of Bushmills. So this original, this first licensing of Bushmills whiskey in 1608, that's yes. kind of a an exaggerated statement? Is that right? So maybe they were the first ones to start distilling whiskey and received the first yeah. license to distill whiskey, but so, it wasn't all in 1608. So the 1608 refers to basically the first time there was licensed whiskey there was whiskey licensed to be distilled in the city of Bushmills, but okay. it wasn't being distilled by the company of oh, Bushmills. Oh, so Bushmills company it. wasn't created. Yes. This is just, okay, I got it. Was the, because right. there's the city of Bushmills, which, where this is all made, and that's why they call themselves the company of Bushmills. But Bushmills, the company that you buy in the store today, that company was not started until 1784. 1784. Okay, cool. Well, it's still a freaking old distillery. Yes, still very old. And oh. it has been continuously operating since 1885 was the last time uh, before that was when it had ceased operations but it, been, it has not why shut did down it cease operations for 
Uh, they went on and off for a while, um, and we can kind of get into the, some of their fun facts later. Uh, they kind of had some trouble. The last time they went out, or they went out of service, was in, also in 1885, earlier in the year. Uh, the original, a lot of the original buildings actually burned down in a really bad fire. Oh, really? So okay. obviously that ceased operations. Yeah. But they rebuilt it very quickly, and within the same year of 1885, they opened back up, and they've been in operation ever since. Okay. Awesome. Uh, man, I hate the way I say awesome. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> so in the 1850s, well, hang on, let's jump into this part. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the whiskey, and we'll kind of jump into some more facts a little bit later. Uh, the Irish, so Bushmills Irish whiskey is a triple distilled Irish whiskey. And Jim, do you remember what triple distilled means? It means it's distilled three times. It does mean it's distilled three times in these large copper pots. Are they pot stills? Um, well, there's a giant picture of three pot stills on their uh, website, so I would hope it's. I hope so. Pot still. Um, but it is a blended grain whiskey, so not all the juice in this bottle is going to be from a pot still, since they are. We talked about it in previous episodes. Blended means from multiple distilleries. Mm-hmm. And I think you might have done some research on that. Did you uh, get the facts on that? I'm asking you right as you're taking a sip of whiskey. Yeah, sorry. I can't, can't um, put it down. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, from what we've found, there are three key ingredients that they've had, which are their barley, their yeast, and the water. Typical for most whiskey. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's not the, most whiskey. All, all whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's made of. Okay. Um, so, you, you have their malted barley, which they actually, according to uh, their distillery tour, they source from Kildare, which okay. is in Southern Ireland. Gotcha. Uh, Bushmills, again, is up in Northern Ireland. so they're actually Yeah, Bushmills is on the northern uh, tip of Ireland in County Antrim. Is that what it was? Antrim, yeah. Yeah, Antrim. Okay. So they're actually part of like Northern Ireland, like the UK part of Ireland. Gotcha. Um, their yeast, they actually source from Scotland. Why? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe they got good yeast. I guess so. Um, and then water is one that they actually source locally on their own. There is a river right. that runs through the city of Bushmill or town of Bushmill uh, called the River Bush. And there is a tributary, which is a small stream that is broken off from a larger stream. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Thank you for explaining that. Well, I had to look it up when I looked up this fact about the river. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the tributary is called St. Colm's Rill. So basically that just means that St. Colm's Rill is a very small stream that leads into the river bush and that is where they source their water for their whiskey from okay so you mentioned that bushmills operates in the northern part of ireland that is in in northern ireland okay sorry yeah northern ireland which is owned by britain right it's part of the uk part of the uk all right so here's my fun fact that i'm jumping in with the reason why bushmills today is a blended whiskey is back in the 1850s the crown imposed a tax on barley and almost all irish whiskey was making um was from malted barley so barley was known as the good whiskey producer yeah so when they instilled this tax that's when the distilleries in all of ireland started uh, like trading and sharing their different grains Mm -hmm. and that's where it became a mixed grain as well was like they can add corn wheat basically any kind of grain you can think of uh, they start. That's how they kind of came about their blended whiskey. Was the 1850s tax um, imposed on barley at the time? So that's how bl- Irish blended whiskey was made. So that's when they started getting their barley, like I said, from Southern Ireland yeah. down to Kildare is probably yeah. because of that tax. Yeah, I don't know if Kildare has always been the place where they get their barley from, but yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of how it started. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
So uh, Bushmills uh, was was owned by Diageo in 2005. Do we know when Diageo bought them or took charge of them? Did we ever see that? You just said in 2005. Well, that's when... Uh, oh, I did just say that. Why was I reading that wrong? Oh. All right. Okay, anyway. There's another date that you might be thinking yeah, about. Yeah, there might be. Okay, so Diageo bought Bushmills in 2005. I got to try and stay on all my notes here. Mm-hmm. And then Diageo traded Bushmills to Jose Cuervo in 2014. So Diageo yeah. already owned. Coming. I know, right? So Diageo already owned 50% of Don Julio uh, in 2014. They began trade negotiations in November. I believe it was like, it was late 2014. I want to say November, but don't quote me on that. But they began trade negotiations to receive the final 50% ownership of Don Julio Tequila, along with $408 million for the entirety of the rights of Bushmills Irish Whiskey. Yes. So, in short, Diageo already owned 50% of Don, Don Julio. Julio. Yep. With Jose Cuervo owned the other 50%. Correct. So, they came together and said, Diageo said, hey. Give me the other fifty percent of Don Julio, along I'll with four hundred eight million. Yeah, and I'll give you Bushmills. Bushmills. Yep. And then you give me four hundred eight million because I don't know. I guess. I yeah. It. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently it was an even even trade at that point. Yeah. Um, so this is. I don't so mean, that was early two thousand fifteen when that trade was finalized. Oh, I thought it was two thousand fourteen. Is well, it started when they the, announced. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's when they announced, and it was finalized early two thousand fifteen. So, so we'll now to... Bushmills is owned. By, by Jose Cuervo. By Jose Cuervo. Is I that wonder, crazy or what? I would have never guessed that. I mean, we'll have to do more research into a lot of these other distilleries, but I wonder how common it is for like an Irish or a Scotch whiskey distillery yeah. company to be owned by a tequila company yeah. for the better. Well, part. I mean, you've got the Centauri Bean Corporation that is owned by uh, Centauri Japanese Whiskey and Jim Beam Whiskey. It's like a yeah. mutual aid thing or whatever. But, all right, let's keep going into the whiskey. So, again, triple distilled Irish whiskey. As we said, it is a blended grain whiskey. But uh, each of their whiskeys that they produce are going to be very high in the malted barley combined with other types of grain and then aged in uh, different barrels, and we'll kind of get into those barrels. Um, so, yeah, let's let's jump in and start tasting these whiskeys, Jim, and kind of get our feel for them. Okay. So You finished yours already. Not, okay. Not quite. I got a little. All right. So first one we're going to talk about is the Bushmills Original. And right now I have a 1.75 liter jug handle. It's got a handle on the bottle of Bushmills Original. I do love this whiskey. It's ridiculous. It is huge. This bottle is like the silliest thing (laughs) There's no reason you should buy a bottle of whiskey that big. Well, I did. But you did anyway, and I love you for it. So that's the other thing I love about Bushmills. It's so cheap yeah for that kind of a good whiskey do you know how much i bought that giant bottle for right there that was probably what like 40 bucks oh yeah like 44 dollars 1.75 liters for 44 dollars and so that comes down to for like you know the average 750 milliliter bottle that's like break that down that'd be like maybe 20 i don't know i'm not that good at math well you put me on the spot there that's true yeah but if you divide in half so you have like basically a liter and 40 and a half that's like 20 yeah, something doesn't sound right with your math. So we're going to keep drinking whiskey instead. It's an insane deal, basically. Um, it's good value. Right. So, and then normal bottle of Bushmills, uh, original or Red Bush, you're still going to see for about 20 to $22 a bottle, depending on where you're at. But Bushmills, original, extreme, extremely, extremely light whiskey. Yes. Um, Jim, what do you get on the nose there? 
I get a lot of honey in there. I get a little bit of honey. I get like a little bit of like citrus and like floral. Yeah, honey, citrus, oh. floral. Um, yeah, it's such it's such a light whiskey to drink. I to actually drink. love drinking those on the rocks. Yeah, like a giant ice ball in there. It is mm-hmm. absolutely delicious. Yeah, I feel like it's light enough that you don't really lose a whole lot of flavor from mm. from drinking it on the rocks, which is nice. It's such a smooth, solid whiskey. It's hard for me to get like a whole lot because we're doing rocks classes on this one. I know. So we'll jump into that ideal. I I ran out of Glen Cairns. Yeah, where's our um. Um, pretentious, pretentious bell. We introduced that in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. I forgot on this one, but yeah, that is. Uh, I love the original Bushmills. So this is like one of those dangerous whiskeys that you can just keep knocking back, thinking it's oh, like yeah. so light and easy yep. to drink, and then next thing you know, you're hungover already. Yeah. All right, so we are uh, gonna jump. In. Oh wait, hang on. So I've got. I forgot. I have facts on each of these. So the Bushmills original has been unchanged. Has sorry, unchanged recipe. Since 1888. I guess that's why they call it the original. Right? Yeah. I mean, don't fix something that ain't broke, right? Right. Um, they combined Bushmills pure single malt with lighter grain whiskey, which probably gives it that kind of lightness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's aged in a combination of bourbon and uh, Oloroso sherry casks okay. to create what you see and taste as the Bushmills original. Mm-hmm. Which none of that, I mean, that's all fairly standard you know, it is. Irish yeah. whiskey talk. Yep. Um, you know, you get malted barley, ex bourbon barrels, mm-hmm. Oloroso sherry, which is also really common. Yep. And There's a put, lot of that blend. Like Jameson's the same way. Mm-hmm. It's uh. But they all do something here and there. Yep. They twist. Yep. They don't tell you the specifics. Even, like the, the the barrels, and they come out with a completely different product, and but it's always delicious. So now we're gonna jump into Red Bush. This is my Red Bush right here, Jim. Right. Yes. Okay. I should have given you two in order. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it was. Jim poured all these, so thank you, Jim, for pouring. I'm sure you are. That I get to drink. So Bushmills Red Bush. What do you get in there, Jim? Oh, I get the oak right away. Yeah, it's a lot more. It's a lot oakier. It's a little bit darker in color than the uh, the original. But I still get the citrus on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is maybe still, less of the honey. Yeah, not so much honey. Uh, it's definitely so sweet. Not not quite as light, but still fairly light compared to the mm-hmm. original. Wow, that's smooth. Very round flavor. I feel like I get like more of the uh, like the caramely like kind of sweetness okay. on the bourbon barrels yep. on yep. this one. Let me caramel a little bit of vanilla. Mm. Jim's ringing this pretentious bell over there. Oh, that's delicious. That is good. So Bushmills Red Bush, aged in bourbon barrels. Just bourbon. S- just bourbon. Okay, that explains the oakiness. <clears throat> yeah. So a- aged in just bourbon barrels. Uh, it's got a very round and complex flavor uh, depicted on their website. Pulled that right from their website. But it really it really does have a very round, warming mm-hmm. flavor to it. Yeah, you definitely get the hints of, like, bourbon. Like it, almost, it almost tastes like you're drinking, like, an Irish bourbon, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So um, I get I get a lot of the same from uh, the Kilbegan whiskey mm-hmm. because that is a primarily corned Irish whiskey, oh, yeah. you still get a creaminess from the pot still on it. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's delicious. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Bushmills Red Bush. This is this is a good one. I like this one a lot. Yeah. And this is your, your go-to. That's my go-to, yep. Do you know why they call it the Red Bush? Um, I was wondering where they come up with these names, like Red Bush I can and probably Bush. make some jokes about it, but no, I don't yeah, know why I mean, they, you I don't know why they call it lazy. Bushmills Red Bush. Yeah. Shut up. Fair enough. I mean, that's, that's easy. Asian bourbon barrel, right bourbon there. flavor, but yeah, it doesn't say. All right. All right. All All right. right. What's next, Jim? Next is the Black Bush. Bushmills Black Bush. 
So this one is going to be a little bit pricier at a whopping $27 Oof. most of the time. My real question and, is, is that extra $4 worth it? So I'll say I found a bottle of Bushmills Black Bush last time I was in Vegas. You know how much that was going for? If it was in Vegas, uh, probably a lot more. Take it. Just take a guess. I'm scared. Just uh, take a guess. 35 62 right? 62 for that bottle right there. Don't get me wrong. Bushmills, amazing whiskey. But when I've seen it in Columbus, Ohio for $27 a bottle, yeah, I'm not going to pay $62 a bottle yeah. for it in Vegas. Yeah. I don't care, Vegas. Like, shut up, Vegas. You're not... Yeah, you're, <laughs> I'm already spending all my money at your tables. Your Bushmills, Black Bushes, and Better Than Ohio's. It's the same thing. God, for as much money I gamble away, you think they could bring the price down on Bushmills a little bit? Do you think if Bushmills was priced at $60 a bottle like everywhere... Do you think you'd still get it? I don't know. I'd get it a hell of a lot less. I really oh, yeah. would. I mean, you would have um, three or four bottles stacked up in your bar. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I don't, don't know. I don't know. No, because I mean, it's good. Have it, having really had it for twenty dollars a bottle, I don't know if I could. I can't go to it now. Yeah, all right. It is skyrocketing. Big we got to keep now. moving because we're already at sixteen minutes. Oh no. Um. All right. So Bushmills Black Bush, uh, aged in Oloroso sherry casks. It's going to be much sweeter taste on the tongue. Um. Oh, so it's only only. Only sherry yes. casks? Yes. So just okay. like just like the Red Bush's bourbon, the uh, Black Bush's Oloroso sherry cask. Oh, this is going to be super sweet. Mm. Yeah, you get that. Wow. Oh, that fruitiness. Wow, that's that, like, so much different. I don't know if I've ever compared them side by side before. Yeah, that's insane. That's that's a whole nother world. It's It's got like more of a nutty flavor to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I get nutty like and nutty, fruits. Like a, like, a, like a red fruit. Yeah. Kind of thing going Don't, on. God, dingling that pretentious bell yeah. with the red fruit right there. I got it just even on the nose. Like it's oh almost like gosh, a sherry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is that is strong. I got to say, I still like the red bush better, but that that's an interesting one. I don't know, man. I really like that. Yeah. It's bush. it's almost got, I don't want to say, I'll say a paler flavor, but it's doesn't, it's not lacking in flavor. And I don't know how else to explain that, but. I feel like because oh. this one is. I don't know. Very primarily like sherry and like fruit yeah. flavor. It tastes lighter than the red bush, which is like you know what? Boulder, I like think I'm think I'm getting oaky. maybe a little I don't know, it's supposed to be a sweeter whiskey, but I feel like I'm getting a little dryness like I would get on a red wine. I mean that's not surprising considering it's all yeah. sherry wine casks. Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting one. But I think it's sweeter in the sense of I mean it's like sweeter fruit wise, but there's also like caramel sweetness that you yep. get from bourbon, yep. so it's like a different kind of sweetness. So yeah, that one again. That one's aged in Oloroso sherry casks. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fun fact about the the Black Bush. Yes, is that so? There is a spirits competition held in San Francisco. San Francisco spirits competition. Yeah, very cleverly named. Thanks. Uh, so basically, there's hundreds of spirits that are World kind of, Spirits Competition. World, Sorry, I had to yeah, throw San that in there. Francisco World Spirits yep. Competition. Hundreds of spirits from all over the world are going mm-hmm. to like enter this competition every year. Everything from tequila, rum, brandy, yep. whiskey, all kinds of stuff. Uh, very large panels of judges award each of these spirits. Yeah, 50 judges on the panel. I'm sorry, 40 judges on the panel. Yeah, at least that we've seen for like this up and coming one, I'm yeah. assuming. Uh, so back in 2007 and in 2010, the Black Bush was awarded the double gold medal. Really? And the double gold basically means that each judge in the panel unanimously decided to give it a gold medal award for that the, classification for for what classification that bushmills won like like the 
like there's different class classes that each of these whiskeys is in like best irish whiskey best scotch whiskey like all that kind of stuff no they just taste each one individually and give it a medal based on its properties it's really not comp- it's not like oh there's not like irish. a winner type thing not really uh, i think they have like a best in show okay like oh yeah, yeah okay i got gotcha. you but, it's, but their- it's still won a double gold yeah. So that means all the judges agreed to give it a gold medal. Yes. Okay, I got you. I'm with you yeah, now. It's not, they didn't like, I mean, as far as I know, they do like blind tastings, but they don't compare yeah. one to the other. Okay. They just say like, oh, based, this one's like a silver, this one's like a gold, gotcha, based gotcha. on, you know, whatever different properties. Fair enough. So. Interesting. Uh, I don't know how many panel, or how many judges were on the panel during those years. Yeah, yeah. But it, probably a good 20 to 30. We can assume that it was smaller than okay. it is now. And uh, so it's gotten double gold, which is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that's for, awesome. For 20, 30 professional tasters to sit there and say, yeah, this is a gold medal worthy. Okay. Twice. That's pretty That's pretty impressive. So the last whiskey we're going to be, or I'm sorry, the last Bushmills we'll be tasting is the Bushmills 10-year. So this is aged a minimum of 10 years. And this is also a single malt. It is a single malt. Yeah, this is a single malt whiskey, which is the first in the Bushmills line that we've tasted so far that is single malt, which means it's from one distillery. And it's all malted barley, which is how the original recipe was before the tax was implemented. Um, so we're going to, this is aged in uh, both sherry and bourbon seasoned casks. And uh, it looks like it says that we'll get large amounts of honey, vanilla, and milk chocolate aromas. I feel like I'm not going to pick up on the milk chocolate at all, but let's see what we get. I got a little milk chocolate on that. Oh, that's fun to smell, dude. Oh, yeah, you're actually right. I actually. Very slight. You get a little bit of milk chocolate on there. I don't get the honey, though. I'm going to taste it. Yeah, wait, wait. Ten years launcha? Ten years launcha. Ten years launcha. Oh, that's a good thing. Mm. Mm. That is a lot stronger than the other one. Like, that, yeah. that flavor really hits you a lot wow. harder. Man, that's got a long finish on it, too. Yeah, I still taste it. Mm-hmm. I put the glass down about ten seconds ago now. And... That that pot still creaminess comes out really strong on my like it just coats your tongue. I swear the pot still creaminess is what sets Irish whiskey above all yeah. this for me. It's so oh, good. Oh wow, that is good. Um, all right, before we harp on tenure too much, we're already blowing through our time here, so I'm gonna jump into the two bushmills that we don't have because I am restricted to a budget each month because I don't make a whole lot of money. But the bushmills sixteen year again a single malt. It's the same as the 10-year, but it spends a few months, um, like a few of the final months, in port wine casks. Okay. Okay? Interesting. So, yeah, if you're familiar with port wine, it's probably going to have that little bit of finish on the end of it. I don't know a lot about port wines. I'm not going to speak to it uh, largely, but it's uh, very fruity and nutty. I'm assuming it'd be very similar to the Bushmills Black Bush. Probably. I, I believe port wines are also like a darker, kind of drier red wine. Gotcha. But I may be completely wrong. Yeah, well, we are a whiskey podcast, and we are made up of people who don't always know what they're talking about. Nope. But we do our research beforehand. Anyway, Bushmills 21 Year is the final one. (laughs) Bushmills 21 Year is the final one that I don't have. Uh, It's a single, again, it's a single malt whiskey. Everything after the 10 years is a single malt whiskey. It's aged for a minimum of 19 years in Oloroso Sherry. I'm sorry, in Oloroso Sherry and Bourbon Season Casks, so it's very similar to the 10 year. But. The last two years, it moves to Madeira casks. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember the Kilbegan 21 that I have. I do. It's a very similar process to that. Okay. 
Um, but it's very, it's got a very complex nose and palate, and I'm super frustrated that we don't have it and can't taste it. But yeah, uh, yeah that's one what day. that is. Maybe one day. But um, so I think that wraps up our Bushmills tour um, of Bushmills Irish whiskey. Uh, I mean, any I, any following comments or notes, Jim? Uh, I've got a few fun facts. About okay, Bush throw them Mills. in there. I can just kind of rapid fire some. Yep, rapid fire. All right, so Bushmills Distillery was, was was one of the only distilleries to stay open during the Prohibition period. No kidding. Which we okay. will talk about later. Yeah, we've got a uh, plan for the Prohibition series. Uh, so basically, during Prohibition, all over the world, a lot of distilleries shut down because Prohibition obviously was a thing. Yep. Bushmills stayed open. Affected. Wow, that's so okay. Sign of a strong whiskey. Yep. Uh, they did, however, cease their operations during the extent of World War II, and their buildings, their distillery buildings, were actually used to house Allied forces during the war. Man, I feel like that would be the best time to keep your distilleries going. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine <laughs> a better time to, to, to a more important Better time to be a whiskey? soldier than when you're sleeping in a whiskey distillery? Yeah, but I guess uh, being in Northern Ireland and part of the you know, UK, they were a little bit more involved yeah, in World fair. War II than the rest of you know Southern Ireland. Okay. Uh, and last one. Uh, Bushmills can be seen in the hit film Independence Day being drank by Jeff Goldblum. No kidding. He pours himself a glass of Bushmills and talks about how the world's going to shit. Okay, I think I remember that scene. I'm yeah. going to have to watch Independence Day tonight. That's wish, actually pretty cool. I wish I could name off the top of my head which Bushmills it was. I don't know if yeah. you show it. Maybe he just says it's Bushmills. I can't remember off the top of my head, but according to Wikipedia. <laughs> hmm. And we know Wikipedia is always right. It cannot be wrong. Yeah, so... All right. Well, Jim, thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate you helping me out with the Bushmills series, and I'm sure you enjoyed drinking all the Bushmills. Yeah, thank you for having me over to talk about whiskey and drink whiskey. Yeah, absolutely. Free. We always love talking about whiskey because there's so many nuances with it. Um, as my typical sign-off, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Erringman's Pub. Uh, feel free to direct message me. Um, we love talking about this. We want to keep this show going. So if you have any suggestions for ideas, anything you want to know, message me directly. Um, I, th- I think that's all I have yeah. to say. Any oh, f- uh, like to cover? yeah, I got the website, uh, on the nose.libson.com. Uh, you can go on there to listen to the episodes. I'm Libsyn also on iTunes, Spotify, send me comments, subscriptions. Libsyn is L I B S Y N. That is correct. Thanks for filling that out, Jim. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got here. Well, I can't hear what you're saying. Just say it. Just Best say it. whiskey is enjoyed with friends. Best whiskey is enjoyed with friends. Good night, everyone. I know you. This is on the nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol.